So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Spiritual covering, as theorized by those who teach, promulgate, and adhere to it, is an absolute myth. No semblance of the version of spiritual covering taught by its proponents exists anywhere within the pages of Holy Writ. Spiritual covering, in the vein that it is presented by its proponents and proliferators, is an unmitigated lie and complete myth. It is a complete fabrication concocted by the originators of these fallacious doctrines by which to facilitate and perpetuate their purely self-aggrandizing objectives of subjugation, domination, and control of the sheep of God's flock. What the discipleship proponents refer to as spiritual covering is really spiritual control. Welcome to the Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that he is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. Five Coverings With respect to our subject matter, the sum of what we will discover in these pages is that there are five coverings mentioned in the Word of God four of which are authored or made by God himself, and therefore are holy, good, and proper. The other covering is authored by Satan, and therefore is unholy, evil, and improper, and is instituted by Satan's human agents or cooperatives on earth in the natural realm. The Covering of God's Righteousness The second covering we'll discuss is actually the first covering mentioned in the Bible, in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, the book of the beginnings, and then its spiritual counterpart is mentioned numerous times in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. This covering is the most important covering of all, in that this covering, the covering of God's righteousness, is that covering that makes it possible for God to see and regard us 
as, quote, holy and blameless before him, end quote. Ephesians 1, 4. See also Ephesians 5, 27, Colossians 1, 21 through 22. Man was originally created by God in his image and therefore was originally holy and blameless like God himself. Thus, before the fall, Adam and Eve, because they were holy and blameless, had no consciousness of sin and evil, and therefore no shame, though they were naked or unclothed. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Genesis 2:25 But then tragically subsequent and consequential to the fall then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. Genesis 3, 7-10 the tragic result of the fall of man was that their soulish eyes were opened so that they now had a soul consciousness of good and evil. And through that soulish perception, they now had an awareness or knowledge that they were naked, which produced a soulish shame. So in an attempt to cover over that inward sense of shame, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings, not understanding that their shame was inward and could not be overcome by outward clothing covering their private parts. That was made manifest when they next, quote, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So also was the fact that man now was stricken with a soulish instinct to run and hide himself from God because as a result of his uncovered, unredeemed sin, he was now afraid of God. Quote, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid myself. End quote. Unredeemed mankind has existed in that very circumstance ever since. Afraid of God, because of his spiritual nakedness before a holy God, which causes him to run and hide himself from God. 
But God created mankind for the purpose of having fellowship with them. It is not his desire to be separated and alienated from humans. But man yielded to the lies of Satan, the father of all lies, the tempter, and as a result fell into perdition or spiritual apostasy. So, a fix to this tragic circumstance now was desperately needed because God was not content to endure the separation that sin effected. So as a temporary fix until, quote, the right time, end quote, Romans 5, 6, would later come when God sent his only begotten son to become the human lamb of God to die for the sins of the world, God slayed a lamb, shedding its blood for the covering over of Adam and Eve's sin. And made out of lambskin an outward covering to cover over their soulish shamefulness as well. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Genesis 3.21 When the Bible invokes the term quote-unquote Lord God, it is referring to the second member of the Godhead, God the Son, who, of course, would be manifest on earth in human form as Jesus and become the Christ, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, whose shed blood takes away, remits, the sins of the world. Though the passage does not say it explicitly, because Jesus was as John the Baptist identified him, quote, the Lamb of God, end quote, assuredly we can safely assume that the animal God slayed, shedding its blood to provide Adam and Eve the, quote, garments of skin, end quote, for a covering for their nakedness and shamefulness, was a lamb. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, says the Lord in Scripture. Ephesians 4 Bible College offers 300 cutting-edge, customized, online degree and certificate programs to help you meet that biblical exhortation. Competitive, affordable, pay-as-you-go tuition rates. Learn more at Ephesians 4. Net. Unless God had himself, quote, made the garments of skin, end quote, for the progenitors of the human race, Adam and Eve would have never known on their own, by their own knowledge, how to cover over their spiritual shame with which their conscience had now been permeated. They would have never understood that what their circumstance required was a blood sacrifice wherein a lamb must be slain and its blood shed. For, quote, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, end quote, 
of sin. Hebrews 9.22 And to be effectual, only the Lord himself could slay the Lamb, shed his blood for the covering over of Adam and Eve's sin and sin consciousness, for he himself was, quote, the Lamb that was slain from before the foundations of the world, end quote. Revelation 13.8 What is so critical to understand, and what I am trying to point out is that this act of providing spiritually fallen Adam and Eve with an effectual covering that was able to cover over their sin and sin consciousness was executed by Christ himself at the beginning of human history in the Garden of Eden, in order that they be restored to fellowship and relationship with God. Otherwise, the entire human race would have been damned and doomed with the very first humans. From the beginning, man needed a covering for sin that could only be provided by God himself. So, as it turns out, this one rather inauspicious verse of Scripture, Genesis 3.21, though it appears in the book of the beginnings subtly, with no fanfare or pomp, is arguably the most critical verse in the entire Bible. Had it not been for what is described in this verse, there would be nothing of what transpired subsequently over the ensuing 6,000 years. Nevertheless, Scripture makes it clear that the need for a covering for sin that only God himself could provide was by no means a surprise to the omniscient creator that somehow caught him off guard, but rather he knew the whole matter of man's debut on earth could go no other way, and thus he made the provision for a redemptive covering for man's inevitable sin and consequential fall before it transpired, and even before he formed the foundations of the world and the creation and placement of mankind upon the earth, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. Ephesians 1, 4. This is Stephen Lambert. A complete catalog of my books and audiobooks is available at the Real Truth Publications website at realtruthpublications.com. That's realtruthpublications.com. Despite the mind-blowing loftiness of the concept, God's desire to have fellowship and relationship with his mankind creation was so strong 
that his provision to deal with the sin and sinfulness with which the human race was permeated, consequential to the garden fall and failure, far surpassed the mere covering of it, which the provision of the shed blood of bulls and goats accomplished under the previous covenant, but rather under the new covenant he accomplished through the shed innocent blood of Christ Jesus, what the blood of bulls and goats could never accomplish. Quote, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. End quote. Hebrews 10, 4, KJV. He completely remitted or removed or took away the breach of sin and sinfulness to the sublime extent of making redeemed mankind, quote, holy and blameless before him, end quote. This unfathomable divine doing whereby he negated and countered the unspeakably horrific failure of the first Adam, he accomplished utterly and exclusively by the propitiatory shed blood and death of the second Adam, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Quote, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. End quote. John 1.29 Witness and marvel at the New Testament passages that pronounce this utterly incomprehensible and mind-blowing transaction that the sin-damned mankind creation should be miraculously transformed into the redeemed who stand before God holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. Ephesians 1, 4. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and blameless. Ephesians 5, 25-27 And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Colossians 1, 21-22 Are you enjoying this podcast? 
Would you take just a minute to think about all the precious resources it takes to produce and make available a resource such as this? Time, talent, thinking, planning, preparing, studying, writing, editing, organizing, recording, audio editing, a multiplicity of post-production and publishing tasks, and on and on it goes. The big professional news and media companies employ 10 to 20 people to produce a presentation such as this podcast at a cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you enjoy the program, would you be so kind as to take a minute and pray to ask God if He would have you lend a helping hand our way in the form of financial support? In about 30 seconds, you can donate at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash SLMINC to make a donation of any amount. Your gifts would be so greatly appreciated and used for the glory of God in the production of this program. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you abundantly for your generosity and graciousness. So in view of all of this, what happens to this original covering of lamb's hide that God himself provided to cover the nakedness of the mankind progenitors Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, as delineated in the Book of the Beginnings, the first book of the Bible. Well, we see the lambskin covering God provided to cover Adam and Eve's shamefulness of nakedness, a covering for the natural man, in the last book of the Bible the book of Revelation, is surpassed and supplanted by the white robes or white garments with which the redeemed saints of God who have obtained by faith righteousness or right standing with God are clothed and adorned. But you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life, and I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 3, 4-5 I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may become rich, and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed, and I salve to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. Revelation 3.18 Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and upon the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white garments, and golden crowns on their heads. Revelation 4, 4. And after these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, 
and palm branches were in their hands. Revelation 7, 9. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are clothed in the white robes, who are they, and where have they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 7, 13-14 And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. Revelation 19.14 Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Revelation 22.14 Multitudes of sincere and trusting believers are caught in the virtually invisible web of religious captivation in the churches they attend, the ministries they are under, and the networks they are aligned with, and don't know it. I'm Stephen Lambert, the author of the now classic book on the topic of hyper-authoritarianism or spiritual abuse in neo-Pentecostal churches. Learn more at charismatic-captivation.com. That's charismatic-captivation.com. Oh, how many words of extreme exaltation, exaltation, and thankfulness pertaining to the glorious prize and precepts inherent in these passages telling about these fine linen, white and clean, whiter than any fuller's soap can make them, made so by the crimson flow of Christ's blood, robes of righteousness with which the redeemed are forever clothed before God, could be here published, but such would require a book of its own. Suffice it to say, that the wondrous works God wrought for the elimination of the breach man's apostasy produced in the Garden of Eden in order to achieve eternal fellowship and relationship with his mankind creation is worthy of perpetual honor, praise, and worship of the author and finisher of this unfathomable plan of reconciliation, salvation, restoration, purification, and eventual glorification. Such a sacrifice of praise, Jeremiah 33:11, Hebrews 13:15, shall the righteous redeemed spend eternity expressing to the God who has wrought such marvelous and inexpressible things. This is the essence and denouement of the covering provided by God to his mankind creation. It is the standard set by God for coverings. Those faux coverings humans purport 
to provide for fellows all pale into utter insignificance and ignominy when compared to the covering provided by God, for they can do nothing of what the divine covering provides. Rather, they are nothing but complete counterfeits, completely void of anything beneficial or beneficent. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God, all things are possible and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.